On this episode of the Auto Winbags, we look at Mark Davis's super hot dance moves, Jimmy G's injury, trading Hunter Renfro, did Devontae Adams just give Josh McDaniels an or else, is Dick a swear word, and Bear superfan Ryan McKinnell joins us for a fantastic interview. And we love you subscribe, rate, and comment on whatever platform you're listening on. All right, here we go. I got a dream of winning a Super Bowl. I got a dream of being in a Pro Bowl. I'm really not into dreams anymore, okay? I'm in the nightmares. There he is! Caught! Touchdown! Raiders! You're listening to the Autumn Windbags, an audio attack from the silver and black. Here are your windbags, RJ Clifford and Juan Soto. Yeah, it is another episode of the Autumn Windbags. RJ Clifford, Juan Soto, let's have some fun today. Uh, real quick, the uh, the wife... In Las Vegas, one night for work, right? There and back. She says it's for work. I'm assuming she's probably meeting her boyfriend, but she says work. And remember the last time she was in Vegas working, we were recording a show and she was at a restaurant sitting next to Mark Davis. She got a selfie with, she got a selfie with the Raiders owner. We, we played it on the show. No joke. I don't know if it's a coincidence. I don't know if she plans it, but she is at a restaurant right now in Las Vegas. And Dr. Dre is sitting at the table next to her. I demanded a photo from her. I will incorporate it in the post edit. This is Wednesday night when we're recording. I will incorporate it. She sees more like Raider fans and Raider people that like twice a year she's in Las Vegas than the 20 times a year I'm there. She's in the right spots, man. Yeah, exactly. We're going, I'm going to LSI. I'm playing $5 blackjack. She's having a $130 tomahawk ribeye. Mm. The difference between us. Damn, that sounds good. Doesn't it though? Mm. Uh, real quick, I guess the Las Vegas Aces, Mark Davis's Las Vegas Aces just won the WNBA title. Um, I only know that because this is making the rounds. Mark Davis with the moves. Mark Davis. The white Davis. suit, bro. The white suit, bro. I'm digging the white suit. Digging the moves. He even got like kind of a haircut. Like it's, it's way, it's less moppy than normal. Yeah. What's up with the karate moves? Uh, he was like karate chopping. Right? Everybody's kung fu fighting. Good, look at this. Look at this. Mark Davis. Hey, look at that. Hey, hey, hey. He's like, he's, that's him just pulling money in from the Raiders. Just that's, that's, that's that motion. Just like hoarding the money. He's that is so pure happy, sexual dude. energy. He doesn't know what to do with himself. Josh McDaniels just bought himself three more years employed by the Raiders. Because he's going to be so happy that the Aces win that he doesn't care if the Raiders keep losing. Let's get some more W's with that, too. Dude, imagine his Super Bowl dance. If this is his WNBA title dance, what's his Lombardi trophy dance? Uh, he's pulling his ass out. Right? He's going to he's gonna whip out his dick and helicopter it. Whoa. We agreed that dick was fine. No, we didn't. Yeah, we did. No, didn't we, we didn't. No, that, that's one of the words. We said ass was fine. Okay. Where, Jar? Where, Jar? That's two. <laughs> it's just a two of them. Look at those moves, though. I think I just passed you. Yeah, I'm at 11 now. You might have. Yep. I've been doing a good job. I've been, I've been trying, man. I've been, been trying. You've been a little angel. It was like eight to two at one point, And I just yeah, went on no, tirade. Mark Davis's dance moves inspired me. What can I say? In all seriousness, no, in all seriousness though, I, I think that does affect the Raiders. I think he's going to be a little bit more patient because he's like, oh, I got trophies. I'm all jacked. He's going to be hung over when the game comes around because the the parade is not going to care. Listen, man, I honestly think it can work against the Raiders. Not against the Raiders, but against their 
not winning because mm-hmm. winning one is like, oh, see, I, I won one. Okay, cool, man. I won one. Good, good. But when you win two, you're like, dude, these guys won two already. What have yeah. you guys done? You guys haven't even won one yet. I think like, I'm in the middle of a, I'm together. in the middle of a dynasty. You guys in the middle of a dumpster fire. Uh, well, is, I think I think it's time to be a little more positive because we are three and three. Um, defense is starting to represent an average-looking defense, which is fantastic. Finally, getting some turnovers. Max Crosby's being Max. The defensive linemen that you couldn't convince me existed are now existing, doing some stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then right when that happens, injury strikes. Once again, Jimmy Garoppolo hurt. Uh, we were recording this, like I said, Wednesday night when the injury report came out. And he was listed as limited or did not practice. Excuse me. He did not practice him with Justin Heron, Nate Hobbs. Nate Hobbs, man. I don't know what's going on with him. He's got to come back. His ankle, his ankle jacked up, man. But it's like, this is what, two and a half, three weeks? Like, this is like IR this would, level. This would be his third week. Yeah. This is, this is like, he should have been on IR if this is the case. But no way. No, this is going to be his fourth week. He should have been on he IR. Play against the Chargers. Yeah, Chargers yeah. he didn't play. And the last two wins he didn't play. So Jimmy G not practicing. And Josh McDaniels uh, at the press conference Wednesday said, Hoyer and Farva will both get reps today. So he's still kind of, we're not sure. Again, Josh McDaniels doesn't give a lot of detail on things like this. But he's kind of, I don't know if he's going to play or not. And also, I'm not going to commit if it's going to be O'Connell or Hoyer, what do you make yeah. of all this stuff? It's just him covering his bases. I of think course. this is. I know I asked you, and then I immediately cut you off. Yeah. Good job, RJ. Uh, I, I also, I also think he does enjoy, and I do understand the strategy of not letting the Bears know who's playing. Like it could literally be Jimmy G, Farva, or Hoyer, and there's an advantage to that. So I do, I do kind of get that. Well, I mean, honestly, is the game plan going to be any different? I don't think so. I think it's going to be the same game plan no matter who plays. Uh, yeah, I just think it's going to be the same game plan. So I, I don't think the Bears are tripping on that because it's going to be you know the same looks, the same the same uh, reads, the well, same. Two guys offense. have a ton of two guys have a ton of film. One of them doesn't. Um, mm-hmm. And and Hoyer and and Jimmy are different enough. Like Hoyer's got a little bit more of a deep ball than Jimmy. Um, Jimmy moves in the pocket a little bit better than Hoyer. I mean, you're right. Like it's, you know, not, it's not like you're going from like Lamar Jackson to Tom Brady, but. <coughs> uh-huh. Oh God. Yeah. That has been sick all week. Now it's my turn. All right. <coughs> Perfect. I'm not editing that out, by the way. We're real. No, We're raw. We're raw. Here. Slap. <laughs> um, I think fans are going to riot if Brian Hoyer starts on Sunday over Aiden O'Connell. Pitch yeah, possibly, torches, man, possibly. I know, I know cop, that cop cars over. Well, I, I just don't think that Brian Hoyer instilled a lot of uh, confidence in his play. Yeah, uh, I think he had that one deep ball, and you know he didn't do much else. Uh, stagnant in the red zone again. Um, it's just uh, he didn't he turn the ball over. Didn't, didn't turn the ball over. Not you know, that's good. He didn't turn the ball <laughs> over. Uh, I think the issues that we're having. Uh, with our quarterback play is that there's not a lot of not a lot of juice in the offense. You know, there's not a lot of pop in the offense. And I think that partially because of how well he played in preseason, he showed us what he could do. Uh, honestly, and what he can what he did in college, right? There's that. 
but it's also a little bit of the unknown too. It's, you know, I've already seen this. I know what I'm going to get with this. I could get something a lot better with this guy. And what I have seen of him is, you know, he has performed well. Yeah. Now on, on our side, on the good side, the more snaps Farva took, the better he looked, the better his timing was, the better his, um, you know, anticipation, the better, you know, his, uh, his, you know, quickness of his release, like, his pocket presence. He stopped it better. holding it, it and just, fumbling. Yeah. yeah it, it got much better. So I think that, um, maybe not facing a defense that has a player like Khalil Mack, a, 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 a motivated driven Khalil Mack, right? Uh, we could maybe do something a little bit different, a little, a little bit better. Um, I don't think it matters that we're on the road. You know, I, I think that, uh, you know, Favre was used to playing out there in the Midwest. Yeah. And um, honestly, I think that he can, he can help unlock uh be, be part of the of, of the of the key that unlocks the offense because of his ability to look further down the field at, at reads and not give up on reads so quickly. Uh, there's also you know doing a little bit more like you know stretch zone plays, running plays instead of power plays. You know, kind of feed into Josh Jacobs' uh, running style, uh, using the tight end more often. Uh, we got away from using a uh, motion. You know, and a lot of pre-snap motion and at the snap motion and stuff like that. We got to rid, we got away from doing that. But uh, if we can incorporate more things like that, I can see us, you know, maybe doing a lot, lot better. Uh, but again, it's a rookie quarterback, man, and it's, it's. There's a lot of things he hasn't seen yet. It's the potential of Farva that everyone's enamored with, and understandably yeah. so, because you know what it is. We have no clue what it is, right? And I think that's what people are most intrigued about. If we were one in five, I think the conversation would be a little different than if we're three and three, right? Like it's, it's, you know. Three and three, man. Like we're depending on how this next week shakes out, we could be the seventh seed in the AFC. Yeah, yeah. Right? It's crazy, right? So it's like um it's no longer like, all right, we're we're truly building for the future. Like it's Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler coaching and GMing for their jobs. And so it's it's like what's gonna get me there? Arsenal think- Arsenal Far- Far- not afraid to throw Devontae Adams the ball when he's covered. He did it a ton of times against the Chargers. And we'll get to that in a little bit. Um Regardless of who the quarterback is, uh, it's Hunter Renfro's not getting the ball. <laughs> we know that for a fact. Uh, the guy has like nine targets all season. Like that. I mean, Farva Far targeted him a couple times. He's been healthy. He's been healthy all season. Six games, active all six games. Hardly targeted. Um. We asked on our poll question, poll question of the day over at YouTube, Hunter Renfro only has nine targets in six games. Who is to blame for his lack of production? Hunter Renfro himself, the quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo, head coach and play caller Josh McDaniels. Other comment below. 72% of you windbags said it was Josh McDaniels. 18% Jimmy G, 6%. Only 6% saying Hunter Renfro is the problem. Um... I can see why it is this big because Josh McDaniels, as we've talked about, it's like, I want you to do exactly this, right? It's very little like, all right, change the play at the line. Oh, you, Oh, a hot route. Oh, just throw it to what's open. It's like, here's your progression. Here's what you go to. These guys each have their specific role. If it was a different scheme, I can see it being more dispersed. The blame 
72% Soto. Three quarters of the win back say it's Josh McDaniels. Yeah, I think it's just more of an e it's a, it's an easy target. I think he's uh, kind of like public enemy number one. It's really difficult to put blame on who it is when you don't know the rules of the uh, of the scheme, yeah. right? Um, because we've seen a ton of times where he's been open and just the quarterback just didn't give him the ball. And mo most of the time it was Jimmy Garoppolo who didn't throw him the ball. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of hard to say without knowing what the, what the rules are uh, of his progressions to say, oh, well, it's, it's, jo it's uh, Joshua Daniels' fault when he put him in in the play and the play got him open he just wasn't getting the ball. So it's was it just a clear out route. Was he told it, not to throw? Did Jimmy G miss it? We don't know like, the rules. We don't know the rules of, of it. it yeah. All we can go by is what we see. And what I've seen is that he has been getting open. Now, now let's just be honest here. Okay. Jacoby Myers has a better average separation than Hunter Renfro. So it's not like Jacoby Myers is getting the ball more be just because he's Jacoby Myers. Like he's getting open more often and more open than Hunter Renfro has. And he has run more routes too. So that's that's something we need to take a look at and we need, to, we need to keep in mind. But there have been times where Hunter Renfro has been open on slower developing plays where Jimmy Garoppolo has had to look around and didn't get him the ball. So it, that it, was... It feels like, like, I feel like Michael Mayer and um, Hunter Renfro kind of in the same boat because Mayer was getting uh, not until the last two games he started throwing the ball. He's been open on routes. He didn't play a yeah. lot and run a lot of routes, but he was open semi consistently and just wasn't getting the ball until I think the game plan adjusted and Josh McDaniels said, "Okay, here's your I progression." Need to get the tag in the ball, right? yeah. And Hunter Renfro's not getting that attention, right? Like he's you know Mayer's like you know second rounder wants to be our starter, tight end in the future. Let's get him rolling. Jacoby Myers, he's the guy I brought in. He's my guy. I want him to succeed. Devontae Adams, we'll get to him in a second, but he's starting to pipe up. Got to make sure we feed him. We're giving Josh McDaniels $12 million this year. We got to make sure we feed. So it's like, I, I feel like it is not that Josh McDaniels is like giving the double bird to Hunter Renfro because Hunter like slept with his daughter. I think it's more just like, I need to feed these other guys and you're not in my plans, which is stupid because he gets open and he's good. So I think, I think the blame is in the right place. It's not like Hunter Renfro just stopped being good. No, it's not Hunter Renfro's fault. I agree with that 8%. It's not his fault or 6%, whatever it was. But yeah. again, it's, it's, hard, it's hard to come down that hard on Josh McDaniels when you don't know what the progressions are. Now, even when and you have a quarterback that's playing poorly, right? Like he's, yeah. he's missed so, a game and a half and he still leads the league in interceptions. Mm -hmm. Like he's only played four and a half games. In a six-game season, he still leads the league in interceptions. So it's like it's not like Jimmy G's playing so great, right? That clearly it's on McDaniel's. Look, and, and I'm, I'm not I'm not sitting here, you know, tooting the horn and and, and backing up McDaniel's blindly here. I mm -hmm. I, I want to have the right information for me to say some because I, I I've been I've been the guy that says you know what he's not changing. I don't think he's the guy for us. I think we should move on, and I still stick with that until he shows me something different. Um, I still stick with that. Offensively, we have not been good. We have not been getting better. We have not been showing any type of like modern type of uh, adjustments or or a fluid offense. So I still I still stick with that. But I I do want to be fair. If we don't know the rules of the offense, it's difficult to place the blame on someone. So what do we do with Hunter Renfro? Uh, Jordan Schultz of Bleacher Report said that he believes the Raiders are trying to actively trade Hunter Renfro. And I quote, I don't think Hunter Renfro wants to be there either. The problem is that he makes a lot of money. Really, it comes down to finding a home for him and actually having a team absorb that salary. 
I don't know if the Raiders would take some of that seller themselves, but as things stand right now, the reason Hunter Renfro hasn't been traded isn't because teams don't want him. The problem is finding teams that's willing to absorb that contract, which is always the case, right? Always the case with every player with a... With, with, with I just uh, don't think that the, the rest of the league values Hunter Renfro the way we value him uh, because of maybe some of the things that I've talked about. Or valued valued him. Well, no, I mean, I mean the Raider, Raiders fans. Yeah. I mean, the Raider fans value him. Mm. And, you know, there's a, there's a very specific set of circumstances that uh, led to hit the season that he had. And um, other than that, he's had some okay years, you know, and nothing eye-popping. He does some things really well. You know, he's very smart. You know, we talked about his his play in special teams. Um, he's not a very good candidate for a return person, again, because of the concussion issues that he's had. Um, so it's 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 a little bit more limiting than we might think. Um, I, I don't know that um, people think he's a bad player at all. I just don't think that... He, People around the league think that he's worth the contract that he has. I think they look at him with his shirt off and they say, mm, yeah. Because look at the good receivers in the NFL, right? Just bricked out dudes these days. 6'3, yoked, getting the high ball. Not the high ball to drink, but like, you know. And then there's maybe one of those two. Maybe one of those. And then there's Hunter Renfro with his like dad shoes and like fifth grade haircut. It's like he has the hair the five minutes after pitcher day in fifth grade. Like you, like your mom does your hair and you're like, no, like fine. I'll take it for the photo. And you just like scrunch it up and go to homeroom. You just look at that. And there's like, no, that's not, that's not an NFL wide receiver. You can't ball. It's uh again, it's, it's, it's tough to say, but honestly, the, the league, if, if you want to believe that he's been on the, on the trade block this entire season, if that's what you, I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's wrong, but if that's what you believe, you have to take a look at, the fact that he has not been traded and it shows you what the rest of the NFL thinks about Hunter Renfro. It's uh, it, it feels like not a matter of if, but a matter of when with how little he's playing and how big that contract is. It just seems like what's the point of having him here when he's not getting, not getting any play. So, you know, you never want to root for injuries in this league, but you're kind of hoping that, you know, someone with like a with Super Bowl aspirations loses a wide receiver between now and Halloween deadlines October 31st you're kind of like I mean, okay, the, Eagles, the Eagles signed a th washed up 34 year old Julio Jones with a hamstring that's held together with freaking scotch tape yeah well they paid half a pizza in a 40 exactly that's, that's what I'm talking about it's about the value it's not about the, the, the how good the person is so I just don't think that people that people around the league feel that he's worth 15 million bucks uh we do have confirmation we do have a photo. Oh, Dr. yeah? Dre. Can you see it? I do see it. Right. She's, he's literally right in front of her. Right. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm going to say that my wife is having dinner with Dr. Dre right now. I mean, she's not not having dinner with Dr. Dre. Yeah. What's up with her, uh, her dinner guests drinking water? Was she taking out the Mormon Ooh. Tabernacle Choir? Maybe on? there's a scotch on the other side of that water. I hope so. Maybe that's just a giant vodka soda, no ice. Just like straight, straight to the top. Vodka uh, soda. Well, that's one uh, That's one wide receiver. He's clearly not happy. Another wide receiver doesn't sound all too happy either. Here's Devontae Adams at a presser earlier this week. Progress, obviously, we're going to continue to work through it. You know, I'm a human being. I have extremely high standards for myself and this offense. So, 
about, you know, it's real. I'm sure people thinking like, you know, they won the game, they won the Packers game, so why is there an issue? And we see why it's an issue. You, you know, y'all should know who I am, know where I'm about at this point. So it's not about, you know, when, when you're, you're a player like me, mentally, it's, the, my benchmark is not wins and losses, it's great. So when I go out there, I expect to be able to have that ability to put that on tape and have the, uh, an influence on the game. And that's, like I say, every week, that's my purpose for being here. I'm not here just to hang out. And, you know, like I said, come here to hang out with Derek and all of that stuff from last year. Came here to win and to, to do it the right way. So, if, I mean, if it don't look like it's supposed to look, then, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be frustrated if I'm not a part of that, that plan. Because, as you know, I have I have the opportunity to go and make, to, to change that and make it look like a much better picture out there. And if that doesn't happen, then I'll be frustrated. You know, if Jacoby goes out and have a monster game or if the offense is scoring every five plays like the, you know our first drive on the fields then it is what it is I don't you know it's not about me but you know I'm one of the bigger pieces you know as to why this offense is going to go and if I'm not getting it then it's obviously not um, according to plans. So Devontae Adams after the game on Sunday left without showering without talking to me he just bolted after a win that's a taxable offense. When I played, if you didn't shower before you left, that's a taxable offense the next day. The next you practice. left stinky, right? Oof, like, all right, no I'm, doing, I'm, doing do I'm doing hobo shower at the AMPM on the way back. Just a little nope. water in the pits in the bathroom, a little extra cologne. He went, he was so mad he did that. This is Devontae Adams the week after a win. The week after the Raiders got back to 500, right? Three and three, one. And this is his attitude. And in some ways, understandably so. He had back-to-back uh, -back tiny, tiny games, one of them going against what should have been a revenge game against the Green Bay Packers. He won, but he was borderline invisible. He's mentioned, he's said things before. This is the, and Devontae Adams is very even keel. Very smart guy, keeps his emotions in check, but he's passionate. He's passionate, but he keeps them in check. This is the most, unhinged is the wrong word, but it's the closest thing to unhinged as Devontae gets. He is genuinely upset. And this is the most upset I've seen him in a long time, or maybe ever as a Raider. We've heard him speak up before. Like, oh, this isn't acceptable. I want to win. I want to do this and this. He hasn't brought it to this level yet, Soto. It's starting to get to him. Yeah. Honestly, um, I don't know. I think it's it's hard. Again, it's, it's the same thing. It's hard to say who he's more upset with because I don't know that anything's really changed from the beginning of the year when he was getting a lot of targets, right? Yeah. Uh, I think it's more so whoever's throwing him the ball doesn't have the confidence to throw into double coverage. Because on, on the season, he's still doing all right, right? 59 he's targets. A good year. 59 targets. That's tied for sixth in the NFL. Uh, he's been targeted 30.9% of the Raiders' pass attempts. That's fifth in the NFL. Uh, he has 39 catches, ninth in the NFL. I mean, he's his numbers are top 10 in almost everything. But it's Devontae Adams. He should be top three, number one in everything. I mean, it's top ten in everything having a very, very, very slow two weeks. Yeah. So basically, a third of his season has been almost nothing, and he's still top ten. So it's yeah. not like he hasn't been used previously. I think the last couple of teams were like, we're not going to let Devontae beat us, and the quarterback didn't have the trust or the – the 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 huevos to throw him to throw him the ball even though he's covered now it's it's a little bit 
it's almost like he's talking about both out of both sides of this, where he's he's talking about it's about the win, and then it's about you know it's not about wins and losses, but you know I, I, now I understand what he's trying to say, but I think he kind of gave a little bit of a mixed message. Um, I I do, and I want to think that if this offense was humming and he wasn't being used as much, I think he'd still be okay with it. But I think he'd yeah. still be irritated, even if the offense was doing well. I think he'd still be a little irritated. Well, I, look, you are what your record says you, you are. We are three and three. And it does, and if we end up ten and seven, it's not going to matter how many terrible quarterbacks we play, what the point differential was, all that stuff. But it does matter now when you're looking towards the future. You can't. We're three and three, which is great. But nobody in Raider Nation can say we got everything figured out. Let's just stick to what we're doing, and we're gonna we're gonna do good things. No one, right? Offense. Defense, nobody, especially Devontae Adams. Our point differential is like twenty fourth, like twenty fourth in the league, which is crazy considering we're still three and three, right? Like there needs to be drastic changes for us to and be. We've able to already play. played some bad teams, man. Right? We've I mean, five bad teams out of six games. Look at the quarterbacks that we're going to end up playing in like five of the six. This five we've played six five bad teams, guys. Brutal, right? It's going to be. We played one good team, and they freaking stomped our freaking booty holes in. And so. I understand Devon like Devontae Adams' frustration is I think rational. It's yeah, we won, which is why he's not losing his mind, but it's like we barely got over 21 because Max Crosby got us a sack. I haven't gotten any looks in two get barely any looks in two games. My big question is he didn't say it, but I started to feel because all his other times he vented his frustration, it was just like it was almost like a, uh, a therapy session for him, mm-hmm. man. I'm just upset. Like, you know, I still believe in my guys. I just wish we could do better this time. There was a little bit of an aura of, or else I want this and this, we got to do this and this. And he didn't say, or else. And if I'm overanalyzing this, Soto, tell me, but I felt for the very first time, there was a little bit of a hint, a flavor, a salt bay of <laughs> needs to be fixed or else. I, I don't know that Devontae is an or else type of guy. I think he'll just tell you and then he'll be done. That's that that's how it was with the Packers. He says, Don't screw with me. Okay. Don't screw with me. Do right by me. They screwed him over and he was done. Well, that's so, the or else. That's the or no, else. There is no, there was no or else. It's like just don't screw with me. Do do right by me. There was no or else. Well, that, so I that mean, that's it is because they gave because the or else was don't give me a crappy deal or I'm bouncing. And he did. Well, again, he's a man I, of action. He's a man of action. He's not going to yeah, say I mean, something yeah, and, and, and just like and, wait for you to make his wishes come true. It's like I need to. Well, I need to. If, I, if something's not happening, I'm going to do something on my end. And I have no idea yeah. what that or else is. Is that or else I'm going to have a talking to with Josh McDaniels? Is that or else I'm going to go talk to Mark Davis? Is that or else I'm going to yeah, publicly lobby for Aiden O'Connell or whatever? I, right? I, I don't Trade, agree with like, the whole or else thing. I don't agree with that because. um it's it's almost like giving them a choice, and he's not giving them a choice. Hey, I need the ball more. Period. Point blank. Okay, done. He, he There's said more that, else. but he said that multiple times before, and then he hasn't gotten the ball. Doesn't this feel different? Where he's saying, "All right, it's a little more heated now." I mean that. I I mean this, guys. It's like when you're talking to your toddler. It's like eat your vegetables. No, eat your vegetables. No, eat your vegetables, or you're going in timeout. At some point, there was a there was a reaction to the lack of action by the Raiders. I, right? I, is that I think, fair? Well, yeah, and I think when it comes to that point, he'll he'll vocalize that. 
he'll vocalize the or else. Maybe not and, exactly and, what it is. And that's why I think this is like a preemptive hint at an or else. Mm, the salt bay of or the salt bay of or else. I, I just I, I think he's very cliff cliff like where he's like this and then boom, done. Drops so off. You're talking about oh. Heathcliff and he hates Mondays and loves lasagna. Oh, that's a good that's a good that's a good cartoon. Or Cliff Clavin. Clifford and Devante, kind of the same thing. Something like that. But look, ultimately, there needs to be a meeting in the quarterback room between Devonta Adams, the quarterback, the quarterbacks, the quarterback coach, the offensive coordinator, and Josh McDaniels. Guys, I'm the best receiver in the entire NFL because that's what he believes. That's what he thinks. That's what he knows to be true. You not giving me the ball and us scoring under 20 points per game does not make any sense. So you need, have to give me the ball. They need to go on an ayahuasca trip and not come back to there's an understanding. You start with a bottle of Jameson and a bro down. If that doesn't work. You have uh, Devontae call his buddy Aaron Rodgers. It's like, hey, send me some plants. I got to fix this. Uh, stop me if you've heard this before. Chandler Jones got arrested. Jesus. Again. That. Again. On Tuesday. Second time in a month, according to police reports and court records, he was a Tuesday on charge of violating a domestic violence order. If you get arrested three times for the same crime, do you get like a set of steak knives? Do you get like your name up at Las Vegas Metro Police Department? I. How does he keep making the same mistake? Over it's not a mistake and over again because it's not, not a mistake. mistake. It's not a mistake. He knows what he's doing. Yeah, he knew what he was doing the first time. That's why he went when no one was home. So he just—I don't know. I, I've I've uh, I got too many other things to worry about than somebody who's refusing help. So uh, I wonder if if this keeps up, does it help our chances for getting any of that money back? If he just like football heading royally screws up royally. What again, though? Like there could be terms of the contract that are. If there were terms of that contract, about. that would have been like triggered by now. No way, dude. The le- the the legal process for those parts to be worked out those take forever, because that's going to be lobbied against. There's going to be hearings. It's not. It's not like an immediate like, I don't know, like a franchise tag or something where it's like boom. It's like all right, you've done something detrimental to the team, detrimental to the league broke our morality code. Like those are such gray areas where that's going to be litigation, man. I guess if there's one silver line in all the screw, like him continually screwing up. I mean, if you want to call them. like accusing you, the owner of like pimping and uh, your head coach of molestation and rape and uh, you know, and murder and, uh, you know, getting arrested twice for domestic violence uh, related offenses. Like, if you if you call that gray area, I mean, all right, yeah, and and, That's not and very his, gray to me. And his defense attorney will, right? Like he he absolutely will. Like they'll this tell is not you, a court of law. It's not a court of law. This is the NFL. It's their rules. It'll be through hearings. It'll still be in litigation. Like it'll be. I'm saying I think there's enough gray area where this thing could drag on. Hopefully, the crazier he gets, the faster it goes. Um. Well, one guy who also isn't going to be on the team, but one guy who will be on the team. Tyler Hall, 
up from the practice squad to the active roster. That's because Roderick Teamer is going on injured reserve. Uh, Tyler Hall's been a guy that's been able to just kind of like not wow anybody, but hang around through effort. I like him on the active roster. I don't feel like losing, like obviously losing teamers worse than gaining hall, but this is more laterally of a move to me than, than terrible, especially with Nate Hobbs still out. Mm -hmm. I just, um, I like him. I think he's a gritty player. I think he could help on special teams. Uh, I, I don't think he's lost in coverage. I think he can, you know, he's a fighter. So um, I, I think it's something that can be good for us. Uh, he's he's a guy that gets in your face. You know, he's not afraid to uh, to challenge receivers. So, you know, there's a reason why they signed him. He'll probably get a lot of action at uh, slot with Nate Hobbs about to miss his fourth week. So we'll see. Um, I know you've seen this girl. We've all seen this girl. I said it from Charger the very fan? beginning. I said it from the very beginning. This is she's a paid actress because there is nobody who likes the Chargers that much. Well, look, I mean, the evidence is starting to pile up, right? Like, that's a brand new jersey. That was that was bought in the stadium that day, right? She doesn't know how to behave. At a normal football game. Like this is rare that she goes to football games. And it's LA. Yeah. Aspiring actresses, they're a dime a dozen. And like part of this when she was she's like, there's one point where she's like, get him, get him, get him. And the Chargers were on offense. <laughs> it's like, is she a Swifty? Like who's she saying get him to when you have the ball? It's I've Oh, I stand by my original statement. Nobody likes the Chargers that much. Well, and then there's this. Oh, look. She was a diehard Vikings fan 45 minutes ago, and now she's a diehard Chargers fan. I mean, people are trying to say, well, his her son plays for a, a team that's called the Vikings, and that's her supporting her son. And. I don't, I don't believe any of it. I think it's all just a bunch of BS. She needs to be treated as a spy. A very wise man once told me any girl that knows too much about sports, like if a girl can name like offensive linemen in the NFL, they should be treated as a spy because girls that know too much about sports, they doing that on purpose to try to get in. It's like, oh, I want to get a man, but I'm doing it through sports. And that's there's not... Else, there's something else lurking underneath. Some, yeah, like that's not that's not normal. It's not a natural move. It's like, oh, I'm going to you know, be prettier. I'm going to be... I'm going to cook well. I'm going to be super nice. I'm going to you know just be a great companion. They're like, all right, I'm going to know every single guard in the history of the Chicago Bears. It's like, okay. I look into your eyes and I see darkness. Let this be yeah, a lesson to all you windbags out there. If you meet a girl that knows way too much about sports. Or she's a dude. Should, she's either a dude or she should be treated as a spy. 100%. She's there doing recon. That is not genuine. And joining us now, very dear friend of the show. He's been on before, and it's a no-brainer when it's Bears Week that he comes on. He is a longtime Las Vegas radio host and a lifelong Chicago Bears fan. And, you know, anything else you want to talk sports. 
He's got you. Anything beard, beer, or food related? Bitches. Guy that we beard, go to. Get the three beard, Bs. Bitches, but we'll do it with their triple Bs. Blunts. Big right. snack. Just saying, I'm in a legal state. You're in a legal Whatever. state. We're all in a legal state. We're all Free, good. Legalize it everywhere. We're, we're, we're getting there. You know, Montana's got, when Montana has medical marijuana, I think they went wreck. Montana. And I mean, mm. it's kind of like an independent state, but I'm just saying a lot of cowboys up there, a lot of, you know, white folks. Cowboys, they're, they're cowboys love, life. cowboys Dude. love their weed, man. How, yeah. how are you going <laughs> to catch anybody in Montana? <laughs> weird. It's a, you want to like, so spread apart. Stereotypes. You can't catch anybody up there. Yeah. yeah. It's like you just grow it in your backyard. Your neighbor's a hundred miles away. Like it's going to stop you. you and know? escape via horse. If any of the cops try to chase you. Yeah. Exactly. Cowboys and marijuana go together. Like cowboys and cocaine. That's a terrible. I got nothing. And it's like, well, like, and every county sheriff is like your cousin. You know what I mean? Yeah. The law is different around there. Everybody's going to stop me from growing and smoking some ganj. Um, You know, it started off rough for us Raider fans. um, And it got even worse for the Bears fans. I mean, it's been, it's been brutal this, this season, dude. And I remember how happy you were last season. Like, all right, we lost whatever, but we have our quarterback. And we have the number one overall pick. Things are looking up in Chicago. Bear Nation's happy. And it I don't know if the rebuild takes another year. Maybe you need a first and second round pick this season to turn things around. I don't know. What, what how are you feeling? How am I feeling? That's just you're such a dick for setting Describe it up that way. Emotions. I don't know. Yeah, how I mean, you know it. how you I don't know how else to start it. Hey, remember that one time you guys won? Remember that time your parents died in a plane crash? That was Really traumatic, wasn't that it? Fiery they, incident. They didn't. They didn't. You know, half of my parents are alive. Uh, <laughs> but Both parents are alive, but only half their bodies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One arm and <laughs> one leg. If you parent, they fused them together, yeah. and now they're like master blaster. Listen, uh, yeah, no, it's horrible, bro. It's god awful because it's not just this year, last year to this year, right? Which you do remind me of that, and I probably said that because I felt that way. And now I know how I feel now. I mean, right, I mean, I mean genuinely, yeah. like you're in week 13, He's right? You're not records. making the playoffs. He's rushing everywhere. Justin, you're not Fields. making the playoffs. Yeah. Let's get the number one, one, number one overall. Get a king's ransom for it, which which you did. Mm-hmm. Um, you had yeah. huge faith in, in Justin Fields. A lot of Bears fans did. DJ That's, Moore, yeah, yeah DJ like, you, yeah. coming into his own. Good offensive line. Good running game. Questionable defense. Whatever. You're like okay, everything. There's, there's yeah. plenty of stuff to build on. Yeah, and Alex Leatherwood. All um, yeah <laughs> that's the disease that was that, yeah. was that was what started the problems yeah, yeah. Zero Wait, it was, it was everything was going up the proverbial well yeah, yeah. You you um, he jumped out of the wuhan, wuhan lab into chicago and destroyed <laughs> the bears yeah no it it's all of those things right uh and it's mitch trubisky and it's jay cutler and it's Cade mcnown it's just and 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 I don't remember 1985, man. I was two years old. I'm 40 now. This is fucking stupid. You know what I mean? Sorry. I think we can cuss. I feel like we can cuss. Where John? We can't. You can. We have a swear. Okay. All right. I'm a bad boy. I've been banned on Call of Duty. I've been. I'm on a Call of Duty chat ban right now for like six weeks, man. Apparently, you can't say fuck your mother or suck my dick. Apparently, you can't say that stuff anymore. I don't know when that became like offensive. Are, well, are you playing anymore? I'm not going to say, are you playing in China? Yeah. Are you playing thanks. in a communist yeah. regime? Yeah. What's the point of doing Call of Duty if you can't say the absolute worst possible things well, to strangers? No, hold on. Internet? Absolute worst would be hate speech. 
I'm I'm not a hate. I don't hate people. I don't. I just an occasional fuck your mother is well deserved in the confines of a Call of Duty lobby. Anyway, yeah. it's beside the point, right? Like I'm not. I'm I'm relatively okay. Um, but when we talk about the Bears, I become unokay. I become yeah. not well. I become mentally ill. Right? This is a stupid hat. I'm only wearing it to take the shine off the camera. I don't. It makes me angry just seeing the that shine's already off the Bears. It makes me angry that Oof. I keep believing in this team year after 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 year and finding reasons right to believe in them. Oh well, their running game is this, and oh, they got Lance Briggs and Charles Tillman and Brian Erlacher, and like oh, they made the NFC Championship. Well, then Lovey Smith turns around and has a you know was a ten and six season, and they fire him off of it, and that's the real curse. It wasn't Alex Leatherwood. It was saying goodbye to Lovey Smith when you are a shit organization. And yep. he just had a 10 and 6 season, a Super Bowl, and an NFC championship. And you said goodbye. The Bears have been struggling, floundering, barely above water that entire time. And they've shown glimpses, they've shown hope and whatever. But then it just when you when you just <laughs> it's that old I mean, Godfather three. You've had some de- you've had enough playoff appearances and, a, and some how many playoff wins have you had since eight, since the Super Bowl? I mean, you've had multiple seasons where you got some depth, right? We had the double doink against Philly that ended our season uh, a yeah. few years ago. That was the most recent, and th- and then there was the the BJ Raji hula dance in the NFC Championship. Yeah, I mean, they, to get to the you're, NFC talk, champion, you're talking to Raiders fans, so <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's horrible. Really like this meeting, fans. I mean, we that's what it's been like, right? Like, oh, the Bears and the Broncos, oh my god, who's gonna watch that? Bears and the Commanders, oh my god, who's gonna watch that? Now yeah. we get to meet the West and the Midwest come together yeah. for an absolute shit show. Both of these franchises are god awful. Yeah. Which, which is so unique because they're such storied franchises yeah. that you would assume a storied franchise means a stable franchise. Like, stable franchises have off years, you know? Like, like, like the Steelers, right? They're like, oh, Tomlin has never had a losing season, blah, 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 right? It's like, okay. Patriots, Patriots right Patriots, now. right? I mean, mm. now, now, right? The exception to the rule. Mm-hmm. But when you think of, like, a storied franchise, you think, okay, a well-run organization. Maybe they have to rebuild every now and then, but generally consistent because it's a storied franchise. Oh. Raiders and Bears just spit in the face of that. One of the most storied teams in the AFC, one of the most storied teams in the NFC, and it's just been decades of an attitude. And it's a leadership problem on both accounts. I think when you talk about the Raiders, it's uh, actually it's very similar. It's ownership, right? It's 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 a lack of, (laughs) in the case of the Bears, to spend money and truly invest in the right pieces, right? Moving the chessboard around far too frequently. They did it with Cutler having like five months of offensive coordinators. They're doing the same thing with fields. They continue to do the same thing. Like you cannot have like, here's the thing with specifically the bears. Now the Raiders have their own set of problems. I live in Las Vegas. I've been here 17 years. I covered the birth of the team and I still, you know, quasi cover them today. It has not been a great tenure. I mean, there's COVID on top of all the controversies. It's just been on lack of winning, uh, just the whole Derek Carr stuff. It's just been kind of a lot of, of, of drama here for a team that really hasn't yielded much results. I know they're valuing up, right? They're worth more now that we got the, they're making money hand over fist. They just can't buy a win. But, but with the bears, it, it, I think it's, you know, curses. I'm not going to use that. I'm not ridiculous. I mean, I'm hyperbolic, but I'm not ridiculous. I, I think, but any time, and we've seen this with this team, that they go against what has made, and this isn't a small track record. This is a hundred plus years of football history, right? George Hallis, Red Grange, Bobby Douglas, Gail Sayers, Walter Payton, Fridge, list goes on, right? Alex Been around Heatherwood. forever. Been around forever. Listen. And there's two things, two things that win in Chicago, and it's always been that way, right? Two things. 
rushing and defense. Mm-hmm. And and I don't know how that plays into the future of the NFL and if that is even a thing that can possibly happen. But every time they try to branch out and try something new or whatever the case may be, they just go against their own nature. You you just you're not a part of this new NFL. So you need to set some trends and do it your own way and and win your own way cuz the Jalen Hurts thing, the Patrick Mahomes thing, even the Justin Herbert thing, whatever you want to like with the stuff that the Joe Burrow, whatever's happening in that in that situation. Because I'm gonna tell you what, I don't think Caleb Williams is it. Soto, we can talk about that. I just an uneaten. I'm not saying he's not it for another team. He will get absolutely shredded in Chicago. Someone asked me on Twitter a couple weeks ago, it was after we lost to the Chiefs, what could have been? And they send a meme of Patrick Mahomes sitting next to the Bears on draft day like 16 other teams, right? Mm-hmm. He's like, what, what, where do you think Mahomes would be mm-hmm. if he got drafted by the Bears? I said, he'd be selling insurance right now. Like, you wouldn't have Andy Reid. It's, uh, it takes now, a lot, man. It takes a lot. That? It takes a lot, man. It takes a lot. Yeah. And it, it, like, like you said, it's, it's a top down thing. Like, we were talking about this last weekend with the Raiders, and I was talking about Mark Davis and how, you know, his leadership style and McDaniel's leadership style is very similar where they have a plan, but they don't really have a backup plan or a, a, an adjustment. They don't really adjust very well. They kind of stick to that same plan moving what, forward. And what, uh, makes you, what makes you believe that Josh McDaniels has a plan? Because I, and I am not an insider with that team. I am very much a hater of that culture, like sort of. Like I very much appreciated Tom Brady, but everything that came out of Belichick and, and specifically McDaniels in his youth, and he was this golden child, and he's had opportunity after opportunity – he hasn't done shit with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. He doesn't strike me as a particularly fun guy. Like, I don't think I'd share a beer with McDaniel. It's not that that means anything. You know, I feel like I can hang out with Lovey Smith. I mean, there's people out there that you're like, you know mm-hmm. what? I'd go want to win for that guy. What about Josh McDaniel says, I want to go and win for that guy? Well, I, I'm, I'm just genuinely curious. What's so the what's the what, word? What I mean with his having a plan is normally, offensively, we're very successful early in games. Like, his mm-hmm. script is very successful. but he doesn't adjust very well when the gotcha. defense adjusts to him. Gotcha. Um, and that's my big thing with him is he doesn't have – because, I mean, I heard Peyton Manning say this, that the, the notion of a, of a halftime adjustments, it's it's overblown because you got to practice this stuff. you got to put it in the game plan. And you, could, you can use stuff that you've used before, yeah. but it has to be stuff that's already in your, in, in, in your offense, you know? So I don't know how much – forward-thinking Josh McDaniels is to say, okay, this is what I want to do. This is what defense can do against me, so I want to do this to yeah. give him a different look. It's not that and Josh McDaniels doesn't have a plan. It's that all he, he has is a plan yes, and nothing else. Right. Yes, no, and that's all fair. And, my and plan. Are, I'm not going to motivate. I'm yeah. not going to deviate. I'm not going to like adjust for my talent. It's just like this is what I do and nothing else. What's Sean Payton without Drew Brees? Nah, What's Drew, Bill Belichick uh, without Tom Brady? What are any of yeah. these coaches without their very best generational soup? Because that's what we're talking about. When you talk about generational coaches, they always have a generational talent. And not just Drew Brees, if <laughs> if Peyton Manning, right, and, and and maybe Aaron Rodgers don't exist, and Tom Brady, like he's the greatest quarterback of all time. We just watched like the four or five greatest quarterbacks of all time just retire in like the last five, 10 years. Like they are, they were that good. And the and the and the records all prove that, right? But they're coaches, Mike McCarthy, Sean Payton. Josh McDaniels to an extent. Now, Belichick, I, I want to be careful there because the Giants. I mean, I, you talk about a, a like a lifelong coach. 
when you say why would you play for him, I see that with Belichick. But as far as McDaniel, Tom Brady didn't make Belichick's defense amazing for twenty years. Tom Brady didn't make Belichick's defenses amazing for twenty years, right? So like, there's something there. But it's 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 always the same thing, right? What's there's been no. There's been no winning culture, no dynasty in NFL history that didn't have a quality owner, head coach, quarterback. Yeah. That's right. It's it's I mean, what, what, what's, what's more impressive, all of Belichick's uh, Super Bowls with uh, Brady or Joe Gibbs, three Super Bowls with three different quarterbacks? Yeah, and that's great. That's a that's a great question, right? Because what was yeah. it, Doug Williams, Mark Rippon, and Feisman? Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that's. That's an eclectic group, right? Specifically, yeah. Rippin. I think Rippin won the Super Bowl MVP off of that. I, that was right. That's one of my first Super Bowl memories. Um, why didn't yeah. he have four? Why didn't they have four Super Bowls, Soda? Oh well, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Silver and Black wild into town. Took care of Marcus Allen. Yeah. That, that, hey, that's that's when the that's when the team was about to beat up uh, Pete Rozelle. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's why I always sold hold a soft spot for. The Raiders, and I think so many people do, right? It's like, yeah, I'm not a Raiders fan, even living here in Las Vegas. I don't, I'm a Bears fan, I'll always be a Bears fan. But Al Davis and yeah, just being for the worker because and, and, and not all the time, right? There's been it's been plenty of contract issues and God stadium stuff and all that. Like loyalty can kind of get brought into question through that lens. But what you can't deny is that when people attacked his players, when he felt attacked, if he felt some sort of connection, he would go balls to the wall, throw up two double birds and burn the house down. Like, I mean, there's, he, he, he's one of the greatest owners of all time. You know what I mean? In terms of just what he did, what he did for black athletes. Like, so yeah, you're far, far away from that. And the Bears are far, far away from 1985. And and here's the scary thing. We just keep seeming to drift further and further. Like Mitch Trubisky, what we traded up and what we gave away to get that, right? Khalil Mack, what we traded away and, and gave up to get that, which you then squandered, right, what we gave up. Um, yeah, we don't want to talk about We don't like talking about well, that. Well, it, it doesn't even matter. It's it's almost <laughs> poetic in that sense, right? I mean, what that way, like, it didn't work out for either of us? Yeah. We both got worse because of it. Who won the trade? <laughs> Khalil. It, <laughs> no one else. Trash. Khalil got paid. I mean, Matt got paid. That's about yeah. it. You're, you need so, a, a trash drop, crumpling because, up paper and throwing in the. Uh. Because your heart's not tied to the Raiders, but you have your finger on the pulse, more or less, being in yeah. Las Vegas. Are, yeah. are Raiders fans delusional when they say that the NFL is against us specifically? Like Roger Goodell and then traditionally owners have a yeah. very, very specific grudge yeah. or axe to grind with the Raiders. Are we crazy or do you see that as well? Uh, I think you're crazy. Okay. And I'll try to make sense of it this way. Um, I understand why you're crazy. <laughs> I understand mental illness. Um, but I think it goes more than it's a nice segue from Al Davis. Cause I think it's the paranoia <laughs> of growing up under Al Davis. And when it actually did happen, yeah. Right, because I, I do think Tagliabue, I do think Roselle, I do think uh, there there are times throughout history where like mm, that's or the emails just I mean, but I, I don't know how. They, listen, of seven hundred fifty thousand emails, only three of them came out, and they were all is, John Gruden's. Okay, yeah, it's it's questionable, right? It's even before uh, but, that. But here's it's what like, I was, guys. Yeah. you wanna you want money for a stadium? Now we want to do that. Wait, Minnesota, you want money for a stadium? Have it all. Yeah, take it. Like, yeah. whoa, what, are you kidding me? Yeah, so there I is mean, a track record, a right? That. I don't think there's any question, right, that like the Raiders are the redheaded stepchild of the NFL because of the brand and what goes along with it. Yeah. Um, 
everything that comes with that, you know what I mean, and I don't need to elaborate on it. And it's unfortunate, right? Because when I think of the Raiders, I think of Al Davis and his pimp suits and his ego and his narcissism. And I think of Jack Tatum. I think of Ronnie. I think of Bo Jackson. I mean, out of like out of everybody. Um, I grew up during the 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 late eighties, early nineties, and Bo. I remember the day he got injured, but but my point is, is when I say I don't think they're necessarily out to get you, I, I don't think the NFL is in the business of ruining any of their franchises. The Raiders are one of the most valuable franchises to the NFL. They just not, are. Not ruining, but no money for you, Raiders. Yes, money to Vikings. Things like that. But why hurt a money train that is just careening in, in just unstoppable momentum? It's not hurting the money. It's not That's hurting the, the thing money. Is they're still making well, money despite the, what, all this losing no. and all this pain and all that. No, no, because away fans said that did hurt the Cubs. Away fans hurt the Cubs of a hundred. Yeah, away yeah. fans will just keep buying tickets in Vegas. The more they lose, the higher the price because then Raider fans don't sell them. Like if we're winning, right? Like, and that's the thing. Raiders fans got a, got a bad rap in Las Vegas, but it's like when the games semi matter. When it's Chargers Raiders Week Seventeen with a shot at the playoffs, that was a vibrant home field advantage. When we're kicked out of the playoffs by. Halloween, yeah. Sorry, yeah, I, you, I have a mortgage you, you to pay. Niners Chiefs last year, yeah. and these Steelers fans want to pay me three time face value for my ticket. Like, absolutely sell that. Absolutely yeah. Yeah. sell that. I can make my money back in one game for my entire season of tickets. Sweet, I'll do that. Yeah, and and I mean, you've probably only had because of that what five actual home field advantages uh, when playing. You know, playing in Vegas, we've had crazy. home field advantage one time this season. And it was in Los Angeles against the Chargers. <laughs> that was the one time we had over 50% Raider fans in a stadium. Isn't that so weird? In Los Angeles. And they even the home opener. Even the home opener. Night, yeah. primetime game. It was like 60% Steelers. Yeah. We're only going to have two when we play the Chargers thing. twice a year. That's the only thing we're going to have a guaranteed yeah. home field advantage twice. That, that's another team that's just in terms of culture. But, yeah, no, it's uh, the meeting is just so poetic. We've met each other a lot these last five years, three games, four games, whatever it is. Um, it's been it's been interesting and it's been interesting with you guys to constantly check back in and kind of you do that history of, of, of last year and how excited I was because I was. RJ, I was excited. I, I genuinely thought we were riding the ship. We were on the texting right week eighteen. What yeah. do you get? What do you think you're going to get for the picks? Yeah. What you know? I knew I would get a Justin well, Fields. Get a one one season better. better, and it was better. It was better than I thought. It was better than I thought. We got more of a return, and it, and we still have it. You know, next season to to look at that. But again, it's Caleb Williams and the other QB they're talking about is the QB. I can't remember his name out of North Carolina. Drake May. Yeah, I swear to God. If the Bears draft another quarterback out of North Carolina, I am I'm gonna lose my that was Mitch Trubisky. And my whole thing was you wasted a blue chip pick on a guy who played at a basketball school. Due respect, North Carolina has gotten a lot better. But the North Carolina teams that Trubisky played on, they were not good. It, you, it's just do I'm, you draft I'm a quarterback human being. Do you draft yeah. a quarterback or just yeah. yeah, moving on? I from think Justin, the, I think Justin Fields is done in Chicago. I just think there's too much noise. I think there's too much dysfunction. Um I don't know if they ever truly believed in him. There's too many jobs on the line. Ryan Poles, GM, his job's on the line. He's going to yeah. need to do something drastic aside from sticking with Fields. I don't think sticking with Fields is going to extend your contract, and that's think all about, that you should be thinking about right now. Think about the haul you can get, though, with Caleb and Drake, one and two, and the haul you could get for those two what, picks. What, do you, what can you? I don't know what you can get. What can you get more that we've already gotten? Like I just... Three first rounders and like a Pro Bowl end for both. Sure, sure. 
Where's our quarterback? Just, we're not just winning. Throw a we're million first rounders at the quarterback. problem. I just I don't know where the winning starts. Right, winning starts start with, with six first rounders. <laughs> I mean, that's a good place. We between us, between the Bears and the Raiders, how many first round picks and second round picks and top picks do you think that we've had in the last fifteen years? And what the fuck have they done? That's why you just go with the Belichick model. Just do Dude, it. In the volume. hard part is the the, the hard and the hard part to swallow is. Um, it wasn't like people were like, oh, I'm surprised that one didn't work out. Right. It was like it's yeah. a head scratcher from the beginning. Mitch you know? Trubisky, the name Trubisky. I heard it and I was like, who the fuck is that? And why is he my quarterback? He Trubisky. does sound Chicago. It sounds like sound a failure. Chicago. It sounds like the super fans sitting around the table with Farley and the dude from Cheers. And they're like, Trubisky. Stop bears. Stop bears. They go. Trubisky's going to throw for seven touchdowns. Yeah, exactly. It's a freaking joke, you guys. I'm losing yeah. my mind. Oh my God. So well, you know, at least I know it's not just us. Oh, now that see that's that's the sad thing about this. Normally we should meet and have some sort of like competitive rivalry. RJ and I made a bet last year, right? Like we have we should have this competitive spirit inside us to want to see the other sad, but that's not how we meet here on October, you know, mid-October in 2023. That's not how we're meeting. We're meeting as sad pandas. We're just all sad across the zoom. And we we're just we're just well, wallowing in each other's just misery. The, us Raiders are on a two-game winning streak, and we are five hundred, which yeah. is and that's you bragging static about it. Yeah, that's I'm bragging sure. for yeah. us in October, yeah. Yeah. right? Yeah. Um, Good luck. We, we still got to do a bet. We still got to do some kind of bet. <laughs> First of all, the last only, bet we we're did, only three-point favorites. The last bet we did, I won, and w- and we didn't, and there was no follow-through on that. So you still owe me from that bet. No. I emailed or texted you. When are we going to do it? And then you did not respond. So that's no, I did. We not did a well. it. And then Sirius XM nixed it. Do you remember what I had you do? I it was during the, now. it was during yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. racist email scandal. And yeah. I wrote a script for you to read that said, Hey, this is RJ Clifford from Sirius XM. And I don't see what the big deal is about John Gruden in these emails. If I had a nickel for every time I sent a racist email, I'd have 35 cents. And I just, yeah. I just went through this whole paragraph of you just like admitting to be a raging racist. And Kelly was like, yeah, no, he can't say this. I'm like, but this is. That's not a Welsh because I wanted to. And Kelly, uh, I know you did. That. You were all I in. You're like, this is great. I fought hard to do it. Like I'd yeah. rather be viewed as a racist than as a Welcher. I think it's, yeah. I think being a Welcher is one of the worst things you can be as a human being. Racist is really close. Welcher's number one. No one because, was gonna. No one was gonna actually quiet. think I'm that. I'm quiet way. on all this. Yeah. Yeah. And like, hey, come on. It was clearly like a script I was reading. Losing yeah. a bet. Who's gonna be like, yeah. oh, it's cancel RJ because he lost a bet. Right. Oh. Yeah. We would have been. This fine. is this is the this is the radio station that has Howard Stern. Like. Like, oh, Howard or you can write a Sibian. That's Howard Stern fun. is not the same anymore. But, this is a different you know, Howard Stern. There's a lot of equity there, though. Yeah. Like, we can still we can uh, still ride that wave of, you know. I could sit on a Sibian and I'll be, I can keep my job. But if I read a script tongue in cheek, like, yeah. no, 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 it's too much. And if I, if I had a nickel for every time I sent a racist email, I'd have 35 cents. Like, I'm sorry, that's, that's fucking funny. It's just very specific. You know yeah. what I mean? It's seven racist emails. Add up, seven, 30. Yeah. Anyway. Got it. New math, new math. Um, so I don't, really what, I don't feel, I mean, we can, but it's going to be very small. It'll be like a drink, a singular drink at Ellis Island. No, let's just do the same thing we did last year, but just let it be arable. Just you get, That's you no get, uh, Wait, no, I won last year and I still want mine. So we can start like a tab and you fit Take me that through. up with Kelly. 
Take that up with the producer. I showed up. Kelly has nothing to do with this. She she's the one that nixed it. Of course, well, she had everything to do with it. Our our I producer. Mean, listen, we can make Sam a bet, Kelly. but I'm not. I'm not fulfilling my end of the bet until you fulfill your end of the bet from last That's year. Fair. So yes, That's I fair. fulfilled my end of the bet. I no, showed up no, willing. No, and we're not doing that. No, then I don't agree to bet you this year. And then the referee called it no. early. It was an early stoppage. No, no we're no, not no, getting no. doped into this. No way. All right. Let's see. I agree with Big Mac on this. Shocking. It has to be. It has to be fulfilled. Yeah. There's no attempt. You don't get paid for the attempt. Yeah. You get paid for completion. Yeah. It was a, it was a block. It was a stoppage. It was a brief stoppage. And then we restart the action. It was a nut technically, shot. technically, nut sometimes shot. sometimes you do pay and don't get the completion because you pay first. So you technically, the rules <laughs> rules apply my way. Soto goes, oh man, cops over and freaking flashing the light in the window. Like, wait a second, man. Clearly, it was a lady cop. She doesn't understand. I, I, I hear the Homer Simpson scream with the tongue out. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> his name is ryan mckinnell make sure you follow him on the twitter machine at ryan mckinnell yeah, or, or don't. don't do or it don't. don't if you got if you have a, if you care about listening okay. to someone complain about the if you want to hear just pure emotional vitriol during any raider game let's say from 10 a.m to 1 13 ish this sunday this morning yeah coming up that's what you want to hear <laughs> big mac always a pleasure buddy man uh I, I like it. I, I wish it was under better circumstances, but we can heal together. And uh, Soto, it was awesome seeing you, man. RJ, I'll see you soon. And yeah, Autumn Windbags Nation out there, I appreciate you letting me hang out with you for a, a brief moment. And good luck this weekend, man. I don't know who needs it more. Uh, ready to do some water windbags? Yes, sir. Top three entertainment. My dad's name is Dick. Richard, I'll let him know it's a bad word. I want to make sure that was in there because I do. Str- I do now remember. Baby. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm agreeing with you. I'm saying I do now remember. I think we shouldn't have, but I do remember agreeing to it. And my word is my bond. I am not a welcher. I just, I just think that that you were just getting a little bit too excited about it, and then you you, you wanted to know where the line was, and I had to tell you where the line was. That's all. I disagree that that should be the line, but I but I do acknowledge that I. Uh, that I agree I mean, to these terms. You acknowledge that there needs needs to be a line, right? There needs to be a line. And so I don't feel like I don't feel like D is there. I feel like D is very we just had way to put it common. there. We had to put it somewhere. But then if D is one, then I feel like ass should be one. Mm, I don't know, man. Dick is you, way you, more you, it's way more you graphic. See, you see a lot of asses in the, at the beach. How many D's do you see at the beach? Not enough. Let me tell you. Derek Harris, 1848. Explain, all caps. So basically he was saying it like this. Explain why we didn't keep Jared Stidham and got Garoppolo. He knows the system with an arm too. Really think about it. Never forget, CJ Stroud all but said he wanted to be a Raider and throw to Tay. Josh McDaniels and Zeal were rude to him. They could have traded up, etc. And Derek Harris actually took it one step further and in- included a link to a Jared Stidham highlight. <laughs> so he's like, look. Explain this to me, boys. Oh, man. We're assuming that Stidham wanted to come back. I don't know that Stidham... I think Stidham took the temperature and knew that anywhere he went was going to be a short-term thing. Like He wasn't going to be the guy. I don't know that he wanted to do that. Um, so, we there's again, there's a lot of unknowns here. Uh, well, it's down to two things. Jared Stidham is not a, is not a Raider for one of two reasons. 
either because he, he only got five million guaranteed for two years to go to Denver. Like that's nothing. Like easily Raiders easily could have matched that for a guy that showed real promise in two games, knows the system, right? Knows where his locker room is, knows where, you know, knows where to pick up his ID card. Like those, like, don't don't forget, like, don't dismiss how big familiarity is when the margins are thinner, right? Like, don't, don't, you know, don't think that's like not a big deal. So it was, it was one of two things. Either Dave Ziegler completely dropped the ball and didn't get him for very cheap for what his potential was and what he's capable of being a very good backup quarterback with starter-ish potential. Dave Ziegler either completely screwed up or he wanted out of there. And I would, yeah, I would assume it's the Josh McDaniels regime he wanted no part of. It, was, it has to be one of those two things because for what he got to go to Denver is nothing. If you want to start in the NFL as a backup quarterback and you want playing time, Jimmy Garoppolo is the guy you want to back up, right? <laughs> You're like, I just want my shot. I just want to prove that I got something. Let me see the field. You want to back up Jimmy Garoppolo if you're that guy. So it's, it's either Ziegler screwed up royally or it was a poisonous environment he wanted out of. It has to, It's only those two things. There's no other option. I don't know. I do. I, 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 I don't... Was he the smarter choice in hindsight? Yes. Because in hindsight, if Jimmy Garoppolo wasn't going to be your starter for the foreseeable future, uh, why, why, why get him? You know, if you, if you're preaching this page, look at, here he goes. There he goes. Look at that. Getting in there. He's going after his D. I can't say D or maybe he's going after his ass, but I can say ass. You can't say ass. Yeah. It makes sense. Um, it's. I don't think there's a lot of hype. We can, we, we can speculate all we want, and I think uh, according to what we feel about different people and different uh, decisions made, it's going to skew how we feel in the and our thinking and our logic. Ultimately, he wasn't the future of our team either. I don't think uh, it doesn't make it didn't make a lot of sense uh, at the time. I tried to be optimistic about it because just like why how I tried to be optimistic about Josh McDaniels. He was under contract and I wasn't going to change in it. I wasn't going to change that. So might as well try to see if we could you know look at the bright side instead of just being a miserable freaking mush the entire time. That's the how I looked at it. But it, it, it didn't make a lot of sense unless Josh McDaniels thought that he could have a long-term quarterback in Jimmy Garoppolo, which I don't think he thought that. Well, I think it made a ton of sense in high, hindsight and foresight. Like he was a Really good backup. Knows the system, right? Young. Well, I think it, it didn't make a lot of sense to give Jimmy Garoppolo that money. Oh. So I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, that's a whole other problem, right? That's a that's another Ziegler screw up. Uh, Lance Mahan, 4577. Great pod. Thanks. Man. I agree. I agree. I concur with your statement. So many moving parts that need to be fixed. Coaching is the first. Getting a coach who can move the ball. Second is quarterback. O'Connell has a better arm. Third, line on both sides will change our game. Fourth, get rid of McDaniels and his quarterback. Five, fire McDaniels. So he's saying basically, coaching is first, and then we need to get a coach, and then we got to fire McDaniels, and then we got to get rid of our coach. <laughs> it's like the uh, you see the, the Twitter bio all the time. He's like, I'm really into two things: women, drugs, and attention to detail. That was basically his line. Oh, right. Giggity, giggity. So it's basically the coach seven times, the quarterback and the lines on both sides. So basically what he's saying is everything's everything needs to go. Get out, go out of jail business or going out of bail, 
going out of business sale. I mean, it's just we're we're in a we're in a situation now where we're continuing to make these questionable decisions. I don't I don't know where we would have been if we would have taken a, taken a Christian Derrissaw instead of a Alex Leatherwood. How our offensive line would look, mm -hmm. I think it would look much better. Uh, I don't know what uh, we would look like with a Jalen Carter instead of a Tyree Wilson on the defensive side of the ball. Mm. Uh, Imagine being an offensive tackle and guard and you're lined up against Jalen Carter and Max Crosby. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a shame, man. It sucks. Yeah. Um, but we can't fix everything in one off season. And uh, ultimately right now, I'm not on. I think that we should move on from Josh McDaniels. I, I don't think that he's going to change enough to allow him to be one of the more strategic and, and competent head coaches in the league. Mm -hmm. But he's the guy that we have now. So any improvement that we see should be something that we should be excited about. Um, it just it just sucks, man. It just sucks. There's really no no quick fix out of this thing. It took a long time for us to get here. And it's not going to be something that's going to be you know, changed overnight. Well, that'll be it for this episode of the Auto Winbox. Episode 201. You, you hosted episode 200 solo. Sorry, I couldn't do the post show after the uh, the Pats win. At, uh, strip. Even if I wanted to, you couldn't have heard me. I was going to be talking like this. I was going to be talking like I've been chasing. That would have been a great episode years. just me talking and you just sitting there. Yeah. You're just like, I'm, I'm going on this like long diatribe and you're just like talking over me and no one knows I'm talking. I'm just talking like this because my. It's an irony. Like I'm a radio host by trade for 15 years. And when I get sick, the first thing that goes is my voice. Everything else can go. I just need my voice. I can be blind. I can have diarrhea. I can sit on the toilet and do a show. Right. Like I need my, I need I my have, actually, I've been one of those, like those little squatty potty dealies. We just got rid of my daughter's training potty. It was like a little mini potty that was in the living room. I was like, well, I don't ever plan on ever needing to use it. But I, it always nice to know that it was there, you know. It's always nice to know that the backup option. He got a little undercooked chicken, and you're like, "Damn, get out of the bathroom! I gotta go." Yeah, like the wife's in there, and maybe the other ones, you know, uh, you know, getting worked on or something. It's like, okay, hit the nuclear option. It's nice to know that's there. Uh, we will do our pregame preview for Raiders Bears this week. Uh, what's work? Friday, right? Because you got uh, you got the game on Saturday. The so I can do Saturday early. Let's do Friday because I got the UFC 294 is in Abu Dhabi, so the main card Ooh. starts at like 9 a.m. Oh, okay. The main card starts at 11 a.m. West Coast time, so the pre prelims are like 7 a.m. Jesus. Thank you, Abu Dhabi. I love I love breakfast with my violence. It's great. Talking about a freaking childhood or something. Yeah. Suppressed memories. That's it for us. Knock on wood if you're with me.